Hey everyone, and welcome back to my Placadian universe. Uh, so it is December 2021, and um, I've been thinking a lot, as I often do at this time of year, about you know the past year. I can't believe um, it's almost over, <laughs> and um, I think a lot of people are reflecting and. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, I think a year like no other. I think it's been, you know, the pandemic is not over as much as everybody really, you know, wants it to be, um, including myself. And, um, it's really caused, uh, this um, interesting phenomenon where everything's just sort of in a pressure cooker. Everything's just been intensified, um, including, you know, racism. And, you know, I am looking at it and sort of thinking about it. And I think... I think back on, you know, all the progress that has been made throughout the year, like, for example, you know, um, landmark decisions in the George Floyd case and, um, you know, all these things that have sort of happened where people are really stepping up and taking notice of racism, um, anti-black racism, the, the systemic barriers that are in place against black people that have been built and, you know, intentionally, uh, set up to, um, prevent and, you know, provide privilege to white people, you know, voting rights, just, I love the conversations that have been happening. I love the action that has been spurred by people waking up, you know, um, people always say like woke, but I mean, which I try not to say, but I, um, you know, people are waking up to the realities of my world and it's been beautiful to see, um, I've, um, you know, personally, I have, you know, been able to move into a role in my professional life that is perfectly in line with my passion of fighting uh, racism and being anti-racist. Um, and so, you know, that's been great. And just the fact that such a job exists um, for me has been really hopeful. It's really um, filled me with hope to know that, you know, the powers that be have sort of come together and decided that, um, this is worth doing, that this is a, you know, a full-time job that somebody needs to be tackling and dismantling racism in Canada. The fact that, you know, I get to do that is, brilliant and I love that you know people understand that that needs to be done just like any other project just like any project you know um if you wanted to you know build a bridge or whatever you have to put 
effort and resources and time into it and you know just like dismantling racism um it's a, a job that needs to be done and it needs to be done constantly it's not something that we can ignore anymore and put on like you know our back burner and be like oh it's not that bad you know like people aren't you know burning crosses anymore so we don't need to give it our full attention yes we do it needs the kind of full-time dedicated work from all of us um to dismantle racism and um as I think about 20, uh, 21 again, I think about how um, the pandemic, you know, wonderful things happened. Of course, we've all been getting vaccinated. The vaccine is out there. You know, we are understanding the virus better. We understand that masking is extremely effective and keeping us safe. And, you know, we've been able to sort of uh, continue on some sort of semblance of normalcy in a very unabnormal, you know, situation and get back to some of the things that make us happy. We've been able to talk about mental health in a very real way, um, people understanding and being affected by, um, you know, depression through the pandemic in a way that I think most people haven't really thought about in a really long time and maybe um, have a better understanding of, you know, the people that have been suffering with mental health, um, people, you know, when their favorite things are being taken away from them, their favorite outlets, um, you know, people are feeling that and, um, you know, having real conversations about it. And um, I'll never forget um, one of my friends, you know, very privileged um, white woman and, you know, just grew and and I say that in a not in a terrible way you know she's very um anti-racist and I think she's been woken up to um other privileges in her life so you know um very good friend of mine very understanding of her white privilege but one of the things uh, I think she's focused on has been race a lot in her life that's why we got along so well but um, economic privilege I think is something that she's really um, awoken to through the pandemic you know when um, we had a conversation you know earlier on this year in 2021 when she thought like for sure she'd be like jet setting <laughs> around the world and um, she she loves a vacation a loves a break I mean who doesn't and you know she's also very you know cautious throughout the pandemic and she's like you know I just I don't see myself getting on a plane right now this year it's like a really really sucks and you know she thought you know I sort of was like yeah I like there's people that you know they never get to really go on trips and vacation just because like pandemic or not they just can't afford it and <laughs> I just it blew her mind because like I just think that she thought like she just never thought of it that way I mean I and so I I was I, I sort of was happy that she sort of came to that and she was telling me that you know months later that she brought that up to some of her friends that they were saying yeah you know this like malaise and like this crappiness that we're feeling right now just being like work home work home like she's like yeah that's for some people that's like what it's been like all the time not just the past couple of years and she said Denise like it's just been crazy to me like people have been you know a, a sort of a 
a, a switch has been flipped in their mind to think that, you know, this is a temporary pause on our privilege. And, you know, for some people, this is a reality. And um, I, I think it was nice to sort of have that revelation. So for me, I think um, it's nice to see, you know, that people are having that thought now in 2021. And so when we talk about mental health and we talk about, you know, the privileges that we have, and it's not just racial privileges, um, it's economic privileges. And, you know, those are, of course, linked. Um, people's socioeconomic status isn't entirely linked to the access to education and wealth that um, we're allowed um, as people of color. And so I, I just really liked that that was happening. Then she was like, you know, she took it away from me and she went on and had conversations um, with her peers about it as well, which is really, really inspiring. And um, yeah, I think a lot of great things have happened in 2021. And I, I like to be hopeful. Um, as well, I like to focus on the positive. Um, but then there's also the other side of it, the negative side. And there's been such a divide um, over this past year. And again, I think it's just, uh, I don't know if everyone's just getting insane, but <laughs> it's just, um, I feel like tensions are running high um, in Canada as well. Um, people like to focus, especially here in Canada, uh, about Americans, but in Canada as well. I mean, I think there's people that are feeling divided on change. I think people are afraid that things are going to, the pendulum is going to swing the other way and that they're going to be, um, you know, going to have to change the way they do things. I mean, one of the things that I've been saying previously and, uh, um, you know, whenever I talk about COVID, I always think of it in terms of, you know, race is just um, people, you know, I always think when there's people protesting here in Canada about, you know, they're up in arms about vaccines, not getting vaccinated, you shouldn't get vaccine vaccinated as well as, of course, in America. But, um, and I always look around and I see, I don't see any black people in the crowd, okay? Like, that's just for real. Like, I'm like, I don't see any brown faces in this crowd. And I think what's happening, and I, I think it's because, you know, white people feel that they've just never had any restrictions on their behavior ever. Like, they don't get it. And I'm like, I, it, it's new for you. And nobody wants to hear about it. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how you're like, oh, I, for the first time ever, I'm not able to just go wherever I want and do whatever I want. I feel restricted. Government is restricting me. And I, you know, I think I had um, another episode of my podcast where I talked about this woman talking about how, like, she couldn't trust the school system uh, for her child in the first time in her life. And I couldn't get, I was rolling my R's so hard at this article because it just, you know, I was like a black parent could have written this article 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago about how they fear for the safety of their kids the second they leave their home, um, even sometimes in their home because, um, 
you know, it's, it's dangerous being a black person in this country. And so, you know, feeling that, you know, someone doesn't have your best interests at, at heart when they're an authority figure is my reality, has been my reality since I was a child. So, you know, I just couldn't get through it because it was some bullshit. And I <laughs> just, um, and so I feel like the same thing when it's like, oh, I have to wear a mask to basically go about and do everything I'm allowed to do, like basically what I was doing before, but I have to wear a mask to go into a shop. Cry me a river. Nobody cares. Just put the mask on and get going. I have to live my life under the punishing, uh, you know, restrictions of racism. So... Um, throw a mask on doesn't seem like a big deal to me and it's um you know check yourself check yourself and like I the fact that nobody looked around like there's people like throwing things at kids who are getting um you know vaccinated at their parents and I'm like you have no business telling people what to do with their children um and their medical decisions for their children but I was like look around yourself and do you not see that there are no black people um supporting you or these decisions it's because this isn't news being restricted to do something for the good and to the comfort of other people um isn't news to us and i gladly take on public health restrictions so i can keep people healthy and safe what i do have take issue with is having to uh you know style my hair in a certain way so that some white person doesn't feel threatened by me that's an issue but making sure that i put a piece of uh, paper on my face uh, for a couple of hours so I don't make someone die I'm cool I'm good with it so um, yeah that's anyways that's just <laughs> my blood boiling and that issue so I I think you know look around and you'll notice that this is only a concern for a very small segment of the population that feel entitled to um, tell other people what to do and feel that they your their freedoms are being encroached upon because they are not used to not being able to do whatever they want and being able to go wherever they want and feel safe traveling the world and going wherever they want uh which is um the very definition of privilege so as we you know 2021 is in our rear view mirror we're looking forward to 2022 my hope for 20 the new year um is that we continue to grow and change, um, not by tiny little increments like we have been doing um, for so many years, but I want us to grow and change by leaps and bounds. I want, you know, this discomfort, this uncomfortableness that, you know, people are feeling in their white privilege. I want that to be pushed to the limit, to the breaking point. I want people to not be able to get away with racism. I want, you know, everybody to um, feel power. I want everyone to feel confident in speaking up, in speaking their truth. I want barriers to be removed. I want people in real time, people to... Um, stand up to injustices as they see fit. I want things to move quickly. I want people to challenge um, anti-Black racism and, and hate. 
I want people to understand that, you know, there are consequences to racism. I want there not only to understand that, I want there to be consequences to racism. I don't want, you know, um, it to be a big deal for, you know, a police officer to be convicted if he murders a black man in the street. I want that to be the standard. I want it to be the norm so that um, that is no longer done anymore. I don't want black men to be being killed because they feel like it's not a crime. I want people to um, see that diversity is strength, not um, a hindrance. I don't want, you know, when people talk about um, recently here in uh, Canada, a woman was fired for wearing a haji um, to her place of work because, you know, they wanted to diversify. It, it, I'm laughing, but it it's, makes me so angry that they wanted to diversify their talent pool and then are it, like basically punished her and, you know, fired her for being who she was. I want that to not happen anymore. I want people to realize that uh, other opinions other than their own are valid and strong and can really um, make the world a better place. And I think um, looking at the world through a lens of equity and inclusion and diversity, um, I want that applied to all aspects of our lives because it's going to be making our world a better place. And, you know, that is my hope. I hope that we come out of this pandemic um, changed. I mean, there is no question that um, the world can and should be different. And I, I, I want us to not shy away from that. I want us to collectively, as we've collectively had to pause and slow down and look at our institutions and everyone had a moment to do that and not just, um, you know, people of color that have, you know, are well aware of these facts, you know, our whole lives, you know, when people are having these conversations about, you know, whether or not, you know, we should be talking about race, we should be teaching our kids about race. I don't want that to be, um, a question anymore. I want it to be assumed that we have to teach um, all kids about race, just like we have to teach them to read and to write. Um, I want that to be nece necessary. I want that to be necessary so that we can be better. I just, I want this to be the catalyst for us to really um, eradicate inequities and inclusion for everybody. You know, I, I, um, I feel like we've been having these conversations when I read in history about like the civil rights movement, all these rights and changes. I feel like we've, we're getting stuck on these, um, issues of human rights. And I feel like, you know, I, I want that to be done. I'm tired of having these debates. I'm tired of having these, you know, um, this push and pull and back and forth, you know, like, you know, two steps, you know, forward, one step back. You know, of course, we had like the first, you know, uh, president of color. And then, you know, of course, we, you know, stepped back by, you know, electing 
I don't even know what to say about that. But you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't want that push and pull. I want us to just be charging forward with full momentum. And I think we're well on our way. I, I'm a hopeful, optimist person, and I think we're well on our way. So this is going to be my last episode for the year. Um, the holidays are crazy for me, guys. <laughs> but um, I hope everyone is staying safe and has a happy, healthy holiday, whatever. Uh, if you celebrate, just be safe and uh, a happy new year. And I will see you in the new year. New episodes will start again in January. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.